Pickaxe. Howdy folks, before I let you get to today's episode, let me tell you about two awesome groups of people. The first is Black Shell Media. They are a game producing company that has made some fantastic, fabulous games including one that we have played on our stream channel called Sanctuary RPG. That game was a complete blast, and I'm sure all their other games are as well. Just recently, a bunch of their games went up for sale on Steam, so you should definitely give those a look, look up Black Shell Media, and just go through their list. They have a lot of really great fantasy RPGs on there. The other group I want to tell you about is Geek Fuel. You guys know all about them. We talk about them every week, but the reason we talk about them every week is first of all, they sponsor us, which is awesome of them, and if you want to pay it forward and get some cool geeky stuff, that is definitely an option. The second reason is because we actually just really like what these guys produce and we want to encourage that. So go check out geekfuel.com slash D-A-N-D-R to get a special little surprise along with your Geek Fuel subscription. With that, I'll let you guys get to your show. Let's do that thing where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, starting with Mac. Hi, I'm Mac, and I'm going to fight everyone. <laughs> and Jasper. Uh, hey, this is Jasper. Uh, I play Merrick Ethelred, human cleric, and I will keep uh, Mac from fighting. And Jamie! Hi, I'm Jamie, and I'm just going to sit here in the background and watch everything burn in flames. And Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna. I play Thantos, and I'm going to punch Mac in the fucking face. Yeah! Yeah! Do it! <laughs> I kind of want to see that fight. I think you guys are about the same size. This is, this is good. <laughs> both scrappy. I think I have a few inches on Mac. I'm not. You might. Tall. I don't know. I don't know how tall are you. Five five. You have one inch. <laughs> My assumption was that Mac was like three foot three. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, previously on the show, you took on a challenge that could have been a hell of a lot more lethal. You you all worked together really well, and you took care of the trolls, and you managed to carve out a chunk of brain, hand it over to Drac, and he forged a little uh, a little antidote. For the lovely Kaluna. So we're going to deal with the aftermath of that. But Kaluna won't die now. That's 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 pretty good. Won't die of Probably. A, probably won't die a parasite-ridden death. How's about we pick up, you know, a, a short time after that? Because my understanding is that you guys wanted to pretty much just head out. Enough distractions, get on the road, start heading north into the mountains. Am I, am I to understand this correctly? Do you want to uh, take a nap? I would like to sleep. Yeah, I think that yeah. was the only condition was that, that we was, needed to yes. back and, and at least do the rest so we could start fresh. Okay. But I we mean, also Eric did... took a beating, so... True. I, what I want to do is if we do pass Drac on the road is to flip him off as we walk by. Or as we, <laughs> yeah, as we go by. We, we discussed last time. Yeah, just like so. double birds. Just want to make sure that that was... Well, you know what? Let's do me a favor. <laughs> Roll a saving throw. And uh, 10 or higher, you're going to pass Drac. Just flat 20? Just a flat T20. Let's just see if Blind Luck is got. Nah, no, I'm not going to see Drac on the way. He's really fast for a Warforged. Maybe he just took another direction. Maybe he just wandered into the forest somewhere. <laughs> he just I, went straight out into the just, ocean. Yeah, he just, just picked like, the direction. <laughs> just started walking. He's, he's, he's now right now walking on, on the floor of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> just like walking, just angry. I'm Sad going to Hulk song is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's say, you know what? Let's do this. Let's say you rested for the night. Let's say you took one more evening for yourselves, and it is now the 6th of Thorum. And you guys are going to wake up feeling refreshed, and you are going to, unless you have any objections, you're going to head out of Aldmore and start heading north along the path? Yeah, I mean, that's um, been the, the goal the whole time, right? Uh, Kaluna would actually, would actually volunteer to stay behind. In the town? 
Yes. Because they are going to be barfing in two days, and it seems like a bad idea to be in the mountains barfing your guts up. Just throwing that out there. Seems like a worse idea to leave our healer behind. Yeah. You have another one. There's no way that we're, we're leaving anybody behind at this point. No way. I mean, all of that was to take care of you, Kaluna, and there's no way that you're going to be let out of anybody's sight. Trust me. There's just no way. Like, we'll... We will uh, take Kaluna care of... Kaluna would sort of just sort of hold their hand up. If we're out there and we get sick again, which we're going to do, he said we would, and we trust him when he says bad things are going to happen to us, but if we're out there and we get sick again, then what if we're just stuck out there waiting for something to eat us? Yeah, okay, I get the point, right? It's scary to think about being sick whenever there's no way to get any help, but the deal is this. You just got cured from something that could have been way worse. Being sick, if that's going to happen, is just going to happen and we'll get through it. And you'll still be fine. We're not worried about us. We're worried about if we get sick and everyone stays to help us out, then they're just going to sort of like gesture with their hands. Just like, eh. (laughs) 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 Look, it's better to have you there than to have you be far away. And not be able to help. We're in this together. It doesn't matter if you're sick. And we'll we'll be able to handle it. That's it. I mean, just case closed. We've, we've got to go. We've got to take care of this. And there's no way that I'm leaving you behind. Kaluna will just let out a huff. But they know that time is of the essence. So they're not, they're not going to argue the point any further. But they are going to just sort of like give him a look like, if this goes to shit, it's your fault. <laughs> I think he actually probably knows that too. <laughs> like, I think he's like, yeah, this might not go well sometimes, but we'll see. Oh, and before we do anything else, changing aspects to aspect of the ancients, because I will forget later. All right. We are going to set off. So this is, uh, this is pretty early morning. This is a good, this is a good time to get started for the day. You guys have plenty of daylight left. It's only the fall. The sun doesn't set that early. Uh, just sort of crossed over into the month of Thorm. So you still have hours and hours of daylight. So who's going to be the one to do me a favor and roll a flat D20? Not see, it. See what kind of luck I'll you're do it. today. Do it, do I it. I want to do it. Okay. I, do it. I don't know why, that. but I'm, I'm feeling good, guys. All right. <laughs> Okay. Why would you say that before you roll? <laughs> what the fuck it's... is wrong with you? Okay. You know what? Could have been worse. I'm going to go ahead zero. and stick on my positive vibe that I've got going on. Can I you roll know what? if you I want them better? We could I'm be down right. a healer right now, you know? It's true. Fuck you, oh Jamie. My fucking God. <laughs> wow. Well, I would have rolled a 20. I, I didn't see you volunteering. It's a good point. You jumped up and down before I had a chance. I'm just saying. Wow. Fight. <laughs> it's fight night, guys. Woo! There's really so much animosity. We're all really angry. Well, that's good, because you rolled a three. Why. We'll see what uh, we'll see yeah, what comes of that we, later. Yeah, we rolled a three, guys. <laughs> 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 no, I rolled a 20. I don't know what the rest we're, of you did. We're a team, so we rolled together. You know together. what, Jamie? You know what, Jamie? I said that I wouldn't roll it, so I will stand by your terrible shitty three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what teamwork is, bro. 
you know, three could be good. We don't even know. Exactly. Maybe no it's idea, golf guys. rules. We don't know. <clears throat> Maybe it's, it's golf. Low rules. numbers are Not, good in this game. Obviously, if you've ever read a D and D book in your life, you know <laughs> that you don't want high numbers. They're, the, the low numbers are celebrated in our community. Exactly. Uh, For sure. Let's just get on with whatever's going to kill us. <laughs> you guys are going to continue down the road, and you're heading north. Now, by your estimates, if you were to continue down the road, and I, I, I got to ask you guys at a certain point, like, what's the call? Are you referencing the book to try and figure out where a, a, a good point would be to start heading into the mountains? Because last I heard, you just said the Hazon Mountains. That's where you're heading. That is a that is a large swath of land. That's that, that's a huge mountain range. So. Um, yeah, I imagine we would reference the book, right? Because we don't really have anything else to work with. Yeah, that was the best we had. And okay. Kaluna could read, you know, the, much of it. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in just a bit. Right now, you got a ways before you're even at the mountains yet. I would say you are going to be on the road for about seven hours. You've made a great amount of headway so far. It's been pretty uneventful. The further you got away from Bandit's Rest, the better things seem to get. And there's this gorgeous road that kind of wraps around what's called Butcher's Bay, which is the body of water that you're passing right now. And you can sort of see out into the ocean, and and in the far distance, you can see Drake Island, and it's just this lovely kind of uh, mountainous road that slopes off into the water. So you're going to be traveling along that for hours and hours. Everyone do me a favor and roll a perception check. I'm actually pretty good at these now. Are you ready? Yeah. Sick for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) 33. Well, guess what? Everyone in the party is going to hear the screech of a dragon. It is absolutely unmistakable. And Corey and Merrick are going to sort of strain their eyes and look. Uh, You kind of got to look into the sun almost to see it. But there is a point where this huge red dragon is going to sort of swoop down. And Corey and Merrick are going to get a really good look at this thing. What can we tell? Well, first of all, this is a dragon that's been around for a while. If you had to put a timestamp on it, probably a couple of hundred years, somewhere in there. So... If you were to fight it, this thing would pack a punch. This is not something to be trifled with or taken lightly. Um, on top of that, it's uh, it's oddly colored for a red dragon. Usually red dragons are fairly solid red, darker on top, sort of lighter pinkish on the bottom. This one has like a blackish tint to it on the bottom, specifically under the wings. It's a, it's a lot darker than what you'd normally see. And mm-hmm. what we're like going to do is we're going to roll a saving throw, guys. And 10 or higher, this dragon is not going to spot the party and is just going to fly on by. Does that sound fair? Totally fair. (laughs) Sounds great. You guys sound enthusiastic. That's great. Here we go. No, just do that. No, go ahead. I don't want to mess it up. So, no, never mind. I I think the party could use some optimism, Jamie. You're right. You know what? Mm -hmm. Let's pump it up with smiles. Do it. <laughs> if we were to say roll a stealth, would it help in this saving roll, or is it like an immediate thing? 
Well, this thing would be moving so fast that it's just okay. it's it's over your head. Like you can, it, this is just going to be if it spots you. Then we'll see what you guys want to do after that. If it were to spot you, and that's that's jumping to conclusions. Um, so, boom. Okay. <sighs> this dragon is going to soar over your heads, and the entire party is going to see it. As I said, Corey and Merrick are going to get a really good look at it, and it's going to soar into the mountains north of you and sort of pitch to the left a little bit. So it's going to be heading west, just a tiny bit, like northwest, and it's going to disappear in between a couple of mountains and, and just leave your sight entirely. Thank God. Yeah, it, that that is a bullet dodged. More like a fucking bomb. Yeah. See, guys, I told you it was going to be all right. Uh, I'm glad you had faith, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good, good. All right. So, everybody keep on your toes. (laughs) That's all we got. Kaluna is literally always on their toes. True. I would say that you guys are going to continue on this road unless you want to take a break or stop, uh, something like that. What time of day is it now? You said like seven or eight hours on the road. Yeah, so it's, it's, it'll be getting mid afternoon ish. Yeah, mid afternoon ish. you know, you want to continue on this road until around dusk. That'll put you right at the edge of Butcher's Bay, actually, to the north. So this is the point where you're actually going to reach the mountains proper. Like, the, this, it'll be almost on the path. Like, the path kind of skirts over a bit and wraps around because uh, the mountains are just so intrusive. So that would probably be a good spot to stop, get some rest, and then maybe check the book for references and see if you can kind of pinpoint a location where you should start searching. Hmm. Totally up to you, though. I'm just wondering, so I'm looking at the map right now, and I'm just assuming, and tell me if this is wrong, but mm-hmm. just Merrick having like just walked around and around and around and around Theria, I'm kind of just imagining that he has a you know an idea of how things are sort of laid out a little bit. Um, I don't want it to be meta is my point. No, but no, no, no. if on the map we were to go around Butcher's Bay and then up and around where Umanyiro is roughly mm-hmm. and then sort of hang a left, there's a, a big valley that would take us into the middle of the Hazan Mountains. Yep. Hazan Mountains. In Merrick's estimation, we could do a, a check on this, but mm-hmm. in his estimation, would it, would that be the easier route, even though it might take longer for us to get into the midst of the mountains. Well, I guess, you know, looking at the book will actually help answer this question. I'm sorry. True. Yeah. But I mean, that's not a bad question. Uh, There's a river that, yeah, there's a river that runs through that too. And it's, it's actually a good way to get to the center of the mountains without actually doing any mountain climbing. That's, that's what I was looking at. Like we could go into the mountains and then make our way down into the middle. But if we need to go into the middle anyway, we could just go around. It might take longer, but Mm -hmm. it would be a lot safer. Anyway, okay. Well, let's just let's stop and be able to look at the book and then make that decision later, I guess. Okay. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, does anybody else have any ideas or anything they want to do or consider? Cool. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Corey is up for anything because she just wants to, she just wants to get where they need to go. So any idea that was brought to the group, she'd probably be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I think it sounds reasonable. Let's just, you know, make our way to the edge of the mountains and then sort of make an estimation of how best to get in there. And then we could actually just, you know, make it a a slightly early camp, get a good rest, you know, eat some rations or whatever, and just make sure that we've got our energy for the next day. Because going to the mountains is not going to be an easy, like, walk. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, let's do this. So let's say the the group continues until until night. 
So night has officially fallen, and this would put you well outside of Umanero, just to the south of it, actually. So unless you were to take a detour, you're not going to really... You're not going to really be anywhere near the city. But I would say that everyone would see it. It's, it's not an easy sight to miss. So you guys are going to make camp, and we're going to give you guys a rest and, and, and all that. I'm guessing that Kaluna is going to be looking through the book. Can anybody else read Elvin? <laughs> think not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, Kaluna's looking at the book. I mean, I think we would sort of all be crowded around or at least sitting around and trying to help interpret things that Kaluna's finding. You know, a little bit like, you know, if Kaluna says something, it's like, I don't know what that means, but it might mean something to everybody else. Well, I mean, Kaluna knows Elvin really well. They just wouldn't be able to translate it. They'd be like, well, I know this word, but I don't know what the fuck it is for you. Oh, good point. Good point. Well, while Kaluna is thumbing through this book, trying to pinpoint where this might be, or at least get a good, like, try and narrow this down a little bit. So look look just... for maps or anything that's sort of hand-drawn or anything that might suggest... Oh, yeah, Kaluna is definitely looking for pictures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything anybody in the party would like to do while, uh, while Kaluna's doing that stuff? At some point, Santos would kind of, like, tug Merrick aside quietly and kind of motion with her head that she wants to be further away so that people can't hear I mean, Merrick would take the cue, I'm sure, and uh, and and sort of, you know, go off a little bit further away. Is that all good, Jason? Like we're further away now. Yep. Not complete. <laughs> not far enough away that like something would attack. Oh, stop! Okay. I'm not that Just kind of specifying. Guy. Not like roll a three type thing, <laughs> yeah. but more like a roll. More a like 17. roll a twenty. Yeah. So what's up? Santos, like, the entire time you've been traveling, Santos has just been glowering and pissed off. Not unlike her usual self, just kind of more. But now she looks a little bit timid, almost. Still angry, but also timid. And she's going to shrug at the question and then say, I just need to explain what happened back there. What happened back where? Merrick, by the way, would be totally at ease. Like, he's just having a chat. I think he's kind of just happy that there hasn't been any dragon attack or anything today. Everything's been pretty good. And he'll just sort of sit down and, you know, put his hands on his knees, kind of a, like, let's chat. So what, what do you, what happened where, when? What do, you, what do you mean? Santos is still standing up. She has her fists clenched, completely guarded, as usual, with the trolls. Look, I've never really thought things before. I have trained a little, but I I fucked up. And I just but I I'm gonna get better. That's it? I mean you're worried about not having done as good of a job as you could have? You're worried about not having as much experience as somebody that's four times your age? I I mean have a seat and he's just going to sort of pat his hand on the ground or something like that. Like, you know, it sort of scoot over a little bit. Santos will kind of kneel down, like not put her butt on the ground, but like wrap her arms around her knees, squatting kind of position. You could look more comfortable, but that's fine. The point is you did great. Listen, did anybody get really hurt? Is everybody okay? Everybody's fine. And, you did great, 
And how old are you? There is going to be a suspiciously long silence. Like, she is considering lying right now, and it's kind of obvious before she goes. 14? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm envious of the power you have at 14. And of course, you don't have everything under control, but what you will become and what you're able to do, the older you get and the more experience you have, it's, it's breathtaking. And I'm in awe of you. And just remember that it, it, it's not about the successes that you have all the time. Failure means that you're trying. And that just means that you get better and better whenever you do succeed. So nobody's worried except for you. And I get it, but nobody's worried. She's going to take a minute, like, she's taking all of that in, and then she'll nod. I just... My own power blew up in my face, and that's really humiliating. And I just wanted you to know that I take this seriously. I'm I'm going to get stronger, and I'll get smarter, too, I promise. The only person that you need to promise that to is yourself, if that's what you care about. But it's not something that matters to anybody else here. Nobody's going to think lesser of you for any of those things. Let me tell you a story. Your power basically punched you back in the face, right? Um, Do you know what I used to be? She's going to look at your armor. Your armor has the symbol of a monitor on it, right? But then crossed out. A paladin? No, I'm... I'm effectively a cleric one way or the other. That's that's another story. No, I'm talking about the fact that your own power sort of biting you in the ass. Up until very recently, I was afflicted with lycanthropy. Do you know what I'm saying? Jason, do I have to roll to know what that is? Or is that just something everyone kind of knows about? It's actually... It's actually much more prevalent on the mainland, so I would say that you should roll a history check. All right. I'm pretty good at those. Not great. I would say that Thantos would not know what lycanthropy is. All right. She'll just shake her head. Werewolf? Change from what I am right now into something a lot bigger and a lot more dangerous. So it's not... a power that I had. It's not something that I could control, but imagine walking around and being the power that could turn around and bite yourself. That could punch yourself in the face or kill your friends. I had to deal with that. And that, like I said, wasn't that long ago that that's gone. And I'll be honest with you, that's been a tough transition for me. Things are okay now. I feel better, but I feel empty. Anyway, that's another story. The point is, is that what you're worried about, I've lived with for years and years and years. And yet you're just learning how to control it. I didn't even have that choice. So you're fine. And we're not just glad to have you here. And he's going to sort of gesture back at everybody else. We're not just glad to have you here. We're actually proud that you're here. You trust us enough to be in our care and you're in our care. We're, we're in this together. I... Do you know what I'm saying? She'll kind of like half nod like she's getting it. Like she comprehends but does not understand. 
point is, I get it. I understand. You want to be better. You want to do better. And you don't want anybody to call you out on it, right? She'll nod again. Then he'll just sort of forget the big speech he was trying to give. And he'll just say, okay, I'll do that. Santos will like wait another few seconds. And if Merrick doesn't say anything, she'll kind of push herself back up and then nod back towards the group. He's, he, he is going to actually, as she does that, he's going to say, hey, one, one question, if you don't mind. Yeah. We don't see a lot of you on the mainland. Why are you here? Like I said, I'm looking for someone. After we deal with your whatever, I'll let you know more. Fair enough. But we're here, okay? We're here to help. Okay. Okay. And he'll he'll let her go. Okay, so then, she'll walk back to the yeah. to the and fire. He'll, he'll, he'll give her a you know, a a good wide berth before he gets back so that it's, you know, like kind of give her space. But he wants to come back and say, Did you find anything, Kaluna? I don't know. Did they? Well let's see. Do me a favor. Hmm. Do me a favor, roll an intelligence check. Oh, good. That's not a bad skill for you. Oh, it's not, actually. No. Listen, I was just thinking of Kaluna in general. Gotta be honest. Okay. Eh, 69, guys. They're eating the paper. Mm, they're, they're licking it to gain the knowledge. Right, obviously. right. That's how it works. Just right? smelling this it really priceless deeply. book that they didn't even want to give to us. <laughs> the one that Kaluna was very delicately using last time. So I would say that Kaluna is continuing to pour through this book. And there are a few drawings, but most of them are directly of the front of this place that you're looking for. And what it appears to be are these two massive doors. They appear to be made of some sort of metal. And gaining entrance to this place could be a little tough. Might be might be a little strength involved. You're guessing that there's some sort of mechanism that opens the doors up, but it's supposed to look it's supposed to look a little foreboding it's supposed to look you know there, there's some grandeur to this place and the more Kaluna reads the more she finds out that awful 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 things were done here for you know a long long time uh, in the name of torturing tieflings executing them all kinds of stuff until they they finally figured out that the tieflings aren't inherently connected to demons in any way shape or form and then they sort of start doing a 180, but by that time, you know, hundreds of people had dedicated their entire lives to hunting down tieflings and dragging them back to this place. The rest of the book is mostly about uh, their their demon research and, and all kinds of stuff. There does appear to be some place within this facility that is just dedicated to demons and everything they found out. Just books on books on books, like a huge repository on demons. So you do appear to be heading toward the right place, like... Julie was right, and, and, you know, Kalina was right. So, more to the point, everyone do me a favor and roll a nature check, because what's going to happen is Kalina's going to find some drawings of uh, certain mountain ranges and things like that, and depending on how good your nature is, that'll be how quickly you're going to be able to distinguish. It's like, well, that looks like that could be this place, or that could lead to this place, or that looks like it might be next to a river, that type of thing. Another me sick four. Tonight, guys. 
like, the two best natured people got <laughs> the worst roles. Wow. The worst roles. Well, I mean, we're going to get still, lost. It's a 22, it's a 24, 21. Like, it's it's tired. You know, it's they've not, been through terrible. a stressful time. Totally not terrible. I would say Corey would have the best lead. Like looking looking at the pictures alongside of Kaluna, it might be it might be a type of thing. It's like, okay, well that that looks like that might be near a river. So uh, it looks like Merrick had the best idea in, in terms of getting to that river. Like you can you can go around. The other option it might be it might be quicker or or longer. It depends on what you might run into. But you could head into the mountains proper and just sort of take the paths that lead up there and hope that there's a way down. It all depends on what you'd like to do here. Hmm. So, I don't know. My instinct is never lose elevation once you get it. So, like, if we go up into the mountains, I don't want to come back down out of the mountains and then have to go back up. I'd rather go around, find that river valley, and then see where what makes the most sense. So, that's that's Merrick's idea. He would bring that to the group and say, I think that's what we should do, you know, at first light if not earlier. And then he will look at everyone for a response. <laughs> no one will respond. <laughs> Everyone just, just looks in silence. Merrick blankly. <laughs> I imagine Thantos is just like drawing shit on the ground because she actually legitimately does not care about what's happening. Like she's here to fight whatever you guys decide to do is even though Merrick just gave her a very nice speech about how we're all in this together. She's like, well, this is your thing. So uh, fuck off. I'm just going to draw this. <laughs> sure. She's doing the Therian equivalent of writing in her journal. Dear diary. <laughs> Life is suffering and pain. Mustache God, talk to me. I'm an emo kid. You're welcome. I knew that's where you were going with it. I mean, I think that's that sounds good. Just as, you know, first first thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to waste any time, but I feel like we potentially could lose time going up and then coming back down, especially if we don't know what's in those mountains. I agree. Who wants first shift? Yeah. I, I volunteer if no one else. Sure. Take first shift. We should probably set it up so that the people who are up latest are the ones with low light vision. Well, I'm going to bed, guys. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see you in the morning. Does anyone in this party have low light vision? Um, yes. Hmm. I'm sure some of us do. I'm not sure if I do. Where do you see that? Is that under? Uh, it's, on the, it's on the main... Yeah, then I don't. So I'll take first shift then as the sun sets, I guess. No, I did. Guys, this is magical. Does anyone else have low light? Nope. Cool. Well, never mind that idea then. You just take first shift. Fuck it. All right. I'll take first shift. Great idea, though. Cute. It was, really. It's trying to be helpful, but it was. It was smart, but we can't do it. I mean, Kaluna would still take a shift. In well, yeah. Oh, I never think one. about this stuff when I had an Eladrin in the party. <laughs> right. Well, I tried to get us a Warforged. No one was going for it. So, <laughs> how many shifts should we take here? Should we just all take a, a turn, or should we just have a couple? We may be overthinking this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who knows? That's what we do, Jason. Yeah, I know. I just we plan. I, I'm I'm all for planning. Clearly. <laughs> it's fine just checking okay so you know we'll we'll take turns let's put it that way and if it matters we'll we'll let you know what the what the the order is but cory will start off and then we'll all get some sleep okay who's the person that's staying up first sorry cory cory okay so here's what we're gonna do 
everyone's going to get some sleep here and, and, and settle down to the night. So you got a nice little crackling fire, and the portion of the road you're near actually is pretty nice in terms of layout. Uh, you got a nice little ocean breeze coming off. You, I mean, it's 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 nice and comfortable. It's it's not it's not bad at all. You are situated near the actual mountains themselves. Like you're really really close. It's a very hilly area. Do me a favor, Corey, and roll a perception check for me. Ah, Holy trying. shit! Yeah, I see. Oh, I don't need no light. I am light. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, her eyes glow, so it's it's weird that she doesn't have low light. Corey is going to turn into a being of natural light. That is, is canon. Sweet. So here, okay. Corey is going to have a very vigilant watch. Every movement in the brush, every every squirrel fart, like Corey's there, like Corey's on it. But something not apparently attempting to sneak through the night uh, is going to be picked up by Corey. She's going to hear movement coming from the hills. And she's going to look up and see the smaller figure. It looks like a dwarf. She will immediately arm herself. The dwarf appears to be alone and appears to be muttering to itself. Again, doesn't seem to be trying to sneak, doesn't d- doesn't seem to care if it gets spotted, and it appears to have like a long white beard and carrying a spear with it, and again, appears to be completely alone. Is it 100% apparent to her that it's a dwarf? Oh yeah, like it's, like, yeah, with that perception roll, oh yeah. Okay, Corey's eyes are going to go wide, and she is going to hastily wake up her party members. Helena will uh, sort of rub at their eyes like, God, fuck. And they're going to look around and see that it's dark. And they're going to go, what the fuck? I think Merrick would come straight to attention, would stand up and, and arm himself, like even though he's not at all awake. He'd be ready to blast something if he had to. Anthos will probably, like, she'll half sit up onto her elbows and just be like, what? And I think as the dwarf is approaching... Corey would probably slowly put down her bow because it's still, you know, it might not be a friendly person, but it might also be what she assumes to be a very jolly person because she has a mindset of of what dwarves are like. The mindset is so wrong. I can't help it. How far away is this dwarf? And do we do we see anything at this point? Is, is Corey we all do of, perception checks? Or is, is Corey pointing? I would imagine Corey would be pointing it out, right? Oh, definitely. Wrong. Okay, yeah. So Corey would be pointing it out. After a few seconds, I think everyone would pretty much focus in. Um, dwarf's going to be more apparent as it gets closer. Right now, it's it's perfectly within shouting distance. Like, you can shout over, and uh, he's not on the path. It appears to be taking more of the, the, the foothills route. And headed right towards us, or sort of around us? He would be around you, so uh, it would be to the party's right. And this is the middle of the night, or uh, yeah. no? I guess it's not. It's not too late. If this first watch, right? Yeah, it's first watch. So I mean, midnight, one o'clock, somewhere in there. Like it's not. It's not crazy, crazy late. But it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere to see somebody. Like unless people are heading to right. Umanuro, it's it's you're you're really not seeing too many people up this way. Okay, so Merrick would still stay armed and be prepared for danger. And kind of motion everybody like shh, just stay put until we till we figure out what's going on here. Hey Eric, yes. Do me a favor, give me a perception roll. Okay. 
Oh, wow. That's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> That's way better than your practice session stuff. So I'd say your character would see the party, too. Okay. The second I see the party, my immediate reaction is to kind of go into a defensive stance and to look around to see if I missed anything else. The only thing you're going to see of note right now is the party. To your side, the, the mountains are going to you know be be there, and you're kind of avoiding that area. But, yeah, the, the little campfire going, and that party is going to be pretty damn easy to spot. And you're not going to see any other wildlife or any other people around. Okay. I suppose at this point I kind of relax a little bit since they're not doing anything too aggressive and I approach and yeah I'll I'll probably just kind of walk up toward the edge of the firelight and just kind of kind of wait to see how they respond hmm how do you respond uh... (laughs) what would would Kaluna do how Kaluna would sort of reach into their pouch and pull out their totem, but not, like, super aggressively, just sort of, like, you know, just in case. And they're going to sort of look over at Merrick, like, what you want to do? And then they'll look over at Merrick, just sort of waiting to see what he does. <laughs> okay. This is, like, this is like a standoff and nothing bad's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I would like to point out that Kaluna is, like, a glow-in-the-dark sticker right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> of your aspect? Yeah, they get like glowy and shit, but I imagine it's just like really shitty. Like in the day, you can't see it, but at night, it's like boom. Hello. I will have to mark that down. I regret saying anything, <laughs> but it's also really fun. Because so. there's a new poster for the store, yeah, which is the night poster with paint on it that glows in the dark. That'll I sell huge say, in California for reasons. Yes, yeah, totally. I want to say maybe that wasn't. <laughs> right where his mind was going I think he was more going for like a oh well that's would make it easier for things to see you just guess it's fine though when there's a fire oh right (laughs) yeah but Um, Kaluna does not stealth anyway so it's fine okay so it just seems like everybody's just standing and waiting to see if anybody's going to do something bad but it does it seem that way from any perception or anything i mean now that now that this dwarf is close enough is there any sort of it's very i i I think it'd be very apparent to everyone here that no one really means any harm they're just like what are you doing all right so i think merrick would lower his his morning star and just cautiously however just you know hello hi greetings Coming out of the mountains, are you, uh, is this your, just where you live? This your home? Nope, just passing through. Merrick's gonna sort of just look at the rest of the party. And I think would give a glance to Corey, like, should we invite him to share the fire? I mean, we're all up. You were asking the right Yeah, person. sorry, that was a look, but... The- She's gonna look towards this dwarf. Do you need shelter for the evening very hesitantly because we're not a hundred percent sure that you know this person is trustworthy but she does have bias towards dwarves and would feel guilty if they found his corpse later on (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna kind of wave that off like i've got places to go and i can get there but the fire does look tempting so he's 
I think I would enjoy that. Okay. T? Do you have anything stronger? Tea with alcohol in it? <laughs> Good enough. Great. Kaluna will look delighted. <laughs> yeah, Merrick will go ahead and set around like, okay, this this seems safe enough, seems like a reasonable enough person. So yeah, just and just sort of set up some some tea. Well, some my shift's over. Good night, guys. <laughs> I'll <laughs> see right. you later. <laughs> so I'm gonna kinda scan the party and the Githzari and I, I'm, I'm just going to kind of quickly pass over, like not worried at all. I don't know what to make of the tree creature. None of us do, so. <laughs> so I'm kind of going to go back and forth between Merrick and uh, the Goliath and kind of settle on the Goliath to interact with at this point. What brings such a interesting party out this way? She's going to sort of, like, make eyes to the group and just... Like, obviously, she's not 100% wanting to tell the whole story of, like, what's going on. So she's just going to look back at this dwarf and say, Business and yourself... And this look of distaste is going to cross his face. I'm heading to a floating city for some reason. And and he he's clearly upset that he's doing it, but he is, like, dead set on this is important, but I'm going. Kaluna's going to wrinkle their nose at the mention of the floating city and sort of glance in its direction like, oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a not fun time but then they'll just look back at the fire. I can't remember. Jason, do I know what I know what this floating city is? I don't think I've ever been there. Um, no, actually. Same question. She's, (laughs) yeah. I I think it'd be pretty jarring for both Corey and Thantos. All right. Corey's just going to look very confused when he says floating city. And she's going to look towards Kaluna because she made that face and be like, floating what now? Like a whole city? Like up in the the sky? I don't, I don't know if Kaluna would have actually been there. I just remember we saw it. I don't know if Kaluna would have been there with Merrick. I don't know if they've been traveling together that long. I don't know. I don't think that they ever went that direction. I think it was always going back and forth. and Yeah. If I remember yeah, so I, d- I don't think Kalina really knows about it. They just, they saw it. So they just sort of, and they just sort of assumed that, like, being up in the sky would be bad. I say, <laughs> walking, whenever they walking. flew around on a dragon. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine Kalina walking by a floating city in the sky and thinking, hmm, that seems dangerous. And then just, just keep walking. Hmm. Boats? Boats are super rad, but yeah. floating cities? Nah. <laughs> nah, not my cup of tea. But yeah, they'll sort of, when Corey looks at them, they'll sort of look over at Merrick. Just sort of direct the flow. I love we're all, we're all looking at each other and just <laughs> bouncing ping-pong in between. You're, so you're headed to Umanuro. What business do you have at Umanuro? Uh, I'm hoping they have some information that I can that's not readily available elsewhere 
Well, it's the place to go, then, for sure. How far have you come? Straight from Stone Sunder. Hmm. It's a long walk by yourself. Have you traveled with anybody else, or is it just you? This is, uh... This is kind of my own thing. The rest of them don't quite believe it yet. Believe what? Uh, and he's gonna... He, he doesn't want to respond to that. He's been trying to convince his own people for so long and failing that the thought of trying to convince strangers is just impossible things have changed things have in sort of in character is Merrick watching the anguish of this happening (laughs) all of a sudden it went from just sort of small talk to something that seems really like a struggle to figure out is that is that basically what what's happening absolutely i think Merrick would probably recognize that and just sort of raise his hand like eh, it's not it's not that important and he'll hand the tea over and as soon as the tea's in your hands he'll pull a flask out and put a little bit of special fun stuff in the tea does Kaluna get buzz tea, buzz tea. <laughs> does Kaluna want alcohol um, oh that's a good point never mind I take it back do they get tea though they want tea Nothing but water and kibble for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's either that or like, I can imagine Merrick the whole time from now for like the next two weeks, nothing but water and like really, really boiled pasta, like really soft pasta. Old stale bread. Yeah. Boiled pasta and stale bread are like the exact opposite of things. (laughs) I know. So at this point, Orton's going to take the drink and he's going to sit down by the fire and he's gonna kind of relax a little bit and he's going to down it quickly i think whenever it's down to the bottom merrick will probably just fill it up a little bit more with just the flask and just forget the tea i'll give you a big thanks you're not bad for a human and i'll down the alcohol okay can i like roll a perception on this dwarf like to see what he's carrying like does he have like a big axe or is he like, like, is he uh, your standard? He's carrying a spear for what you gained. Like you, you caught a really good look at him earlier. Right. Does look like a fighter and carries a spear instead of an axe or a hammer, which is a little outside the norm, but not unheard of. Um, and appears to maybe even be wearing something, something a little more lofty than what a standard like dwarf fighter would be wearing. Like something a little more regal. Okay. Just okay, because I don't know. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm having all of these interpersonal thoughts, and I just don't want to share because I feel like they're not worth anything. Aww, aww. You're worth. That's a really sad thing, thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you're, you're worth so something. Short. You're valuable to us. We all I love what is needed. You. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird. <laughs> Okay, so he looks sort of more regally than most dwarves, and she actually hasn't... She's only met one dwarf, and that was Sevidus, and he was a healer. I suppose she's going to ask this dwarf... I don't believe you uh, gave us your name. My name's Cory. It's nice to meet you, Cory. 
Orden King Shield at your service. She's going to shake his hand, but she's going to shake it really hard. Because if he looks like a fighter, he can take it. And I will return it in kind. Are you planning on continuing your journey in the morning? I suppose a rest here would be as good as any. Yes, that sounds good to me. I feel as though I should warn you. On our way here, we did see a dragon, but we were lucky enough to not get noticed. I feel like I should let you know that, considering you're traveling alone and headed sort of in that direction. Sounds like you missed out on the opportunity for glorious battle. Have you ever fought a dragon? I have not yet had the honor. And he's, like, his eyes almost lit up at the thought. Kaluna's gonna give him the side eye. He's like, um... She's going to pull out this scale and sort of flip it in her hands and just hand it over to Orden. Orden's gonna take it and be immediately impressed and then look back at the party kind of confused your your party took this down you 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 dropped the dragon Ooh, <laughs> do me a favor roll a perception check okay okay cursory knowledge warden would pick up that this is um this is obviously a much older scale whatever this came from this is that this was uh this was probably a pretty mighty dragon okay he is he wants to hear about it so tell me about the battle Luna's going to look expectantly at Cory. <laughs> right. yeah. At this Mer- point, Santos has literally rolled over and started yeah. going back to sleep. I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Merrick would just sort of like raise his hands up like, not not me, not me, and sort of back up a little bit. Luna would actually get into like story story pose, you know, right? like you, <laughs> oh, you pull up your legs and wrap your arms like, ooh, what did I do? Cory's like, I did not think this far through either. I did not. She just, you know, wants to seem, like, super cool. She likes friends. Um, So she's going to sort of, like, awkwardly sort of, like, scratch her head and just say, you know, I didn't get any sleep before. I'll tell you the story some other time. I'm really beat right now. And she'll look towards Kaluna. You second shift. Kaluna's going to just spin a loud and audible, because they were were excited. They they thought they were going to hear a cool story. They'll give her... A little thumbs up, like, okay. Our turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Orden will hand the scale back to Corey and turn towards the human and say, thanks for the drink. I did not catch your name. Merrick Ethelred, and he'll reach his hand out. And Orden will shake it. Jason, would there be any any sort of history check or anything like that for Orden's name? For his, his surname? Yeah, do me a favor. Roll a history check. Let's see how up on dwarven knowledge you are. Oh, nice. So the last name Kingshield is not it's not something you're born with. It's kind of something you earn. And the name it implies exactly what it sounds like. Pretty much a bodyguard to the king. Okay, so it's like a it's almost like a title that becomes part of your name. Yeah, pretty much. And it's it's something that's given to... It's not that like the job of one person. It's yeah, it's, okay. it's kind of like being part of the Secret Service type of thing. Yes, the King's Guard yeah, type. Only not so secret. Right. Because the dwarves are not about subtlety. So, yeah, Merrick would say... You know, he'd shake his hand and he'd say, So, uh, King's Guard, huh? And at that, Orton's going to be a little put off, unexpected. And 
he's going to immediately kind of wave that away with his right hand and say, my grandfather, he did amazing things by the power of Moradin. And at that, the second that the word Moradin leaves his lips, it's an automatic statement for him. His face is just going to sour. And he's going to kind of mumble to himself under his breath and just stop. It is the most abrupt and awkward thing. He He's just immediately looking inward. Jason, is there any anything that could be gleaned? Give me an insight. Oh, yeah. Give me. Well, obviously... <laughs> Something about something about the word, the, the name Morden, is, is some sort of trigger word, and there is some sort of anger or resentment either at the god itself or the implications surrounding the god or some interaction he's had with someone who worshipped Morden, something like that. But that is definitely that is definitely a that is a nerve. Hmm. Man, if this dude has problem with gods, then this should be fun. Once again, I think Merrick's pushed a couple of times to, to get information just to, to find out more about Orden, but isn't trying to be a dick. So he's just going to be like, hey, you know, why don't we get some rest and, um, you know, maybe eat some breakfast in the morning and, and we can uh, clear our heads. What do you think? Sounds good to me. And he's going to he's going to kind of look at the Gisari and like the rest of your party have names. They do. Let's... Kaluna will pipe up. <sighs> Kaluna will wave and say, "We're Kaluna." Hello. Hello, Kaluna. And if Santos is awake, yeah. she's not moving. Like she's like, like pret- pretending. <laughs> yeah. That's Santos, a little broody. We can do some proper introductions in the morning, maybe. Kaluna's going to sort of frown. Like I thought those were proper introductions, but okay, fine. <laughs> hey, Orden. Yes. Let's see how well this dwarf handles his alcohol. Do me a favor, roll an endurance check for me. Very well. <laughs> as well as you could possibly do. Very, very well. Okay, never mind. You're cool to drive. Very um, dwarfing of you. Yeah. He's kind of mad. Like, yeah. Did you give me water, you fucks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, Orton's going to kind of... He's going to back away from the party just a little bit and kind of put his back up against the tree and he'll settle in for the night. Yeah, I mean, Kaluna's on watch, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I think that any time Kaluna is on watch, Merrick is not really sleeping. <laughs> oh. But never, no, but, but never says, has never said anything about that. Right. That is kind of super adorable, though. <laughs> it's really cute, but it's also like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I see. To be fair, you did drink the soup, though. That was recently. Is, I'd, I'd <laughs> like for it to be retroactively canon that that's been the case since they've known each other. So that even when it was just the two of them traveling alone and, like, you know, Merrick took first watch and Kaluna fell asleep. When it was I Kaluna's like... watch, Merrick never went to sleep. <laughs> just Merrick never slept, <laughs> basically. I feel like eventually, once Kaluna learned that Merrick wasn't going to eat them in their sleep, they would do that too, just like, hey. <laughs> Kaluna. Oh. Do me a favor. Roll a flat d20 for me. No, mistakes were made. Oh, mistakes were made. 
We chose the wrong person. That's a that's a four, everyone at home. Just if you're wondering. That's my special. third four of the night. <laughs> Do me a favor and roll a perception check for me, Kelowna. Please, dear fucking. Okay. Does it does a thirty one do nicely for you? Well, the question is, does it do nicely for you? Kaluna's going to hear a sound, and it's unlike anything they have ever heard before in their entire life. It is instantaneously more horrifying than any noise that they have ever heard in the Silver Glade. And on top of that, louder than anything they have ever heard. It sounds like someone is tearing apart a skyscraper with their bare hands. And there is a rumble that's accompanying it. And it seems to be coming from everywhere at once. Kaluna is waking everyone up however oh, the fuck they can. <laughs> I, I would say that it wouldn't... It, yeah, the, the party's waking up no matter what. They're, you know, extra reassurance. Just like, yes. holy shit. <laughs> Um, the rest of the party, do me a favor, roll a perception check, negative two. Because you're a little groggy. Like I said, Merrick didn't go to sleep, so... <laughs> Wide awake. Kaluna, Merrick. Well, the whole party is going to see this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little something extra for Kaluna and Merrick. The entire party is going to hear this sound, along with Kaluna. And it seems to stretch out and roll between the mountains forever. It just it just seems to keep rolling and going. And then just as it fades, a much more clearer version of it. And it sounds it sounds like something roaring. But it's this it's this shrill, almost metallic sound. Like someone dragging nails against a, a large piece of iron or steel, something like that. And again it's going to roll through these mountains and just echo and bounce everywhere. And then a huge shadowy figure is going to come into view. Large, large wings, kind of like a, kind of like a bat. This is even larger than the dragon you saw earlier. Same basic shape, but the wings are a bit more flared. And this just appears to be just as black as night. Kaluna and Merrick are going to see that this immense dragon is larger than the dragon that soared over Esterholt. Mm-hmm. It appears to be completely solid black, like inky black, uh, with this exaggeratedly long neck. And it appears to be flying south. It is going to soar above you and continue traveling south and apparently not even look down into the valley where you are. And then it's going to disappear over the mountain ranges. I'd like to roll to shit myself. That should be really easy considering the worms. <laughs> 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 they we come just, up the other way. Not happen. Wow. Okay. Holy crap. So bigger than bigger than Strahd. Strahd. Jesus Christ. Shit, dude. 
Orden is struggling with this right now. He expected himself to do something there, to call out a challenge. He is torn up with the fact that he is just silently glad that it passed overhead. Kaluna's just going to grab Merrick's arm like, holy shit, and just sort of look over at him with that same look. Yeah, he's just going to have the same look on his face. <laughs> holy shit. You're going to say something about Thantos? I was just going to say, she's just kind of staring up at the sky and she looks a little bit sick. Like, even though the dragon is completely out of sight now, she's still staring where it was and just looks a little, like, sick. So is anyone going back to sleep? <laughs> no. That's, honestly, everybody, that's fucked up. Completely fucked up. That's bigger than Strahd. So that's not the dragon you saw before? No, the one we saw before was big and old and would have been formidable. This is nothing. Colin is going to sit down. <laughs> is there in- any indication if from the flight path or anything like that, w- w- was this dragon sort of heading into the mountains, sort of like that's where they were going or are they just flying south like like an airplane this was going south and before it disappeared from your sight it appears as though it was uh, going to be flying over bandits rest within okay. you know minutes okay okay huh after that right. it would be really tough to tell yeah okay well shit all right well is anybody going back to sleep or did everybody Santos, crap their pants? <laughs> Santos would probably pretend to after a little bit. Like, I'm I'm not scared. Shaking as she pulls up her sleeping bag and just rolls over. <laughs> Orden is going to be pacing at the edge of the firelight, muttering to himself, like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. This isn't... This is wrong. This is... He's just going to be pacing constantly. Kaluna would also be pacing, but they would sort of give him his space, you know, probably like divide up the area for pacing. <laughs> and But they're not doing it like, oh, God, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. Just sort of, that was stressful. I'm going to walk this off in this very small area. What time? How much sleep do we get? Any any at all? Was it minutes later or was it like a couple of hours into the watch? I'd say that's a, a couple more hours into the watch. Okay. Like you've you've gotten it's not a it's not a very restful night, but you guys yeah. get some sleep. Merrick would at this point just start getting his shit together and just suggest to everybody we need to get a move on now. I, I don't think there's any point in trying to sleep for the rest of the night. I, we just we can't we can't s- stick around with a fire and think we're safe whenever something like that's going to be around. So I say we just go ahead and get a move on. We've got a long trek ahead of us to be able to get around the mountains and into the valley. Kaluna would pack their shit. I don't know about everybody else. Same, I think. I mean, you yeah. know, Merrick's sleepy, but it's just like, look, we're just going to wake up from this point forward anyway, so let's just go. Merrick's going to take the book or find the book. or ask, Does Kaluna have the book? I don't know. I guess Kaluna's person who stays furthest in the back, so I guess... God, that's such a bad idea. <laughs> well, wherever the book was last, like, you know, you, you were reading a book 
Um, it is in this uh, protective little leather satchel yeah. type of thing. Right. Is that enough for Kaluna, though? <laughs> it's help. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember Merrick saying that he would take care of it or something like that and keep it, try to keep it safe, but I can't remember if he actually is the one who's carrying that, it these days. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> right. But I don't remember because I think we were trying to keep it away from I fire. F- I feel like we definitely would not have given it to Kaluna. Yeah. Well, in any case, the, the point is not that. The point was just to say, wherever the book is right now, Merrick's going to sort of like fumble forward to go get it or whatever it is. Open up the book to, you know, you said that we that we did find like diagrams or, or drawings of, of those. Of the area, the very like, yeah. Like but the, of the, the massive doors. Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, that's what I want to open up to and take it over to Orden and just sort of in, in haste, not like urgent, like, oh my God, but just more like, Look, let's cut to the chase. Does this look familiar to you in any way? Does, does this mean anything to you? Uh, Jason? Do me a favor. Let's roll a little skill check here. Give me a nature check. Because it's in the mountains, though, give me a plus two. So 19. Uh, the only thing that Orden would be able to really piggyback on would be because of the size of the doors. This would have to be an area that would be fairly close to the ground. And there'd need to be there'd need to be some space around it. This is probably an area, you know, maybe sandwiched in between a couple of mountains or surrounded by, like, maybe it's in a canyon somewhere, something like that. But that does appear to be, like, at ground level, so to speak. Okay. Not near a peak. That's good news. Okay. Well, then it does sound like we're sort of maybe headed in the right direction. If we go around into the valleys, we can we can do some reconnaissance and see before going way up into some peaks. We might not even have to. Okay, I guess at this point it would be like, let's, we're going to pack up and take off. We've got business. Orden, are you still heading to Umaniro? Yes. Well, then it was nice meeting you. All right, the end. And they never saw each other again. <laughs> so, I, I guess I guess I'm a little confused here. Uh, I thought you were still headed toward Umaniro. Well, we're, we're actually headed north and west pointed towards Umaniro, but then we're going to be hanging a left into this big river valley that sort of cuts between the Hazan, the Hazan Mountains. So we'll go up a little bit towards um, towards the direction of Umaniro, but we're not going to Umaniro, of course. Out of character, that sounds like we're walking in the same direction, at least for now. Yeah, okay. I would say it that way is, look, we're we're heading out. We're, we're packing up. We've, we've got a long trek ahead of us. We're going to head into the Hazan Mountains. For a little while, we're going to be heading sort of in the same direction. Do you want to sort of stick together? I mean, that that kind of screech isn't something I want to be alone with myself. So it's up to you. I mean, Orton's going to scan the skies. Like, he's he's up there looking for anything and just going to shake his head. And I, I think that's for the best. Great. Okay, well, should we take off? Merrick is just going to start getting ready, and he's just going to go. If anybody wants to follow him, that's great. I mean, Orden's right there with you. Luna's going to make sure that their pack partially covers their cape, like as much as it possibly can. <laughs> so, you guys are going to be walking along for a while. And before I have anyone make a dice roll, that's later in the day. But, you know, for the first part of the day, I think you guys have had enough excitement. There's no need to, there's no need to roll again. So, for... For the next few hours, you're going to continue along this winding trail. You're going to 
start to get close to the city of Umaniero. Got a couple of hours before you're really going to be wrapped around, and you're going to be heading away from it. Is there anything the party would like to do before we continue? I guess I'm going to be curious about this book that Merrick showed me. So I figure we're probably walking toward the front of the party. And I'll turn to Merrick and, and ask, what's in the mountains that you're after? Whew, that's a really big and very complicated answer. But just the basic way of saying it is we're looking for a really old library. We're looking for some information. Something probably abandoned. That's vague? It's complicated. The book is something that we needed. It was our only clue to be able to to find what we needed to find, and that's why we're on this trip. There's much bigger stuff at stake, but this is our first move. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really have much of a reply to that. Okay, and now you, though. You know, you said you're headed to Umaniro, and you're clearly uncomfortable with answering questions. It's up to you, but while we're at it, what's your story? And with that, Orton's going to get a little lost in thought again. He He has this tendency to almost get lost in his own head. And he's going to snap out of it relatively quickly and say, back there with the dragon, we should have fought it. Years ago, I would have fought it. But Hmm. Morden's not with us anymore. Our heart is missing. And he is so unbelievably torn up with this that, again, he's just going to kind of kind of drift off for a moment and he's going to come back and say I need to find a way to reconnect with him. With Morden? Yes. So what's caused the disconnect if I can ask? I don't know. He's never spoken to me. He's missing. And I don't know whether we pushed him away. I don't know whether he he's abandoned us. I'm hoping the mages wasting their way through this life might actually do something useful and have answers. And he's going to spit on the ground and shake his head like, I I still don't believe I'm going there. Merrick would have a a very familiar sense of of this. (laughs) He would sort of close his eyes a little bit and and sort of do like a big understanding nod like mm, mm-hmm, okay yeah I, I I think I understand where you're coming from did you know I'm a cleric a cleric of a monitor in fact I saw the symbol yeah thing is I really don't believe in a monitor anymore the way I got there was because I realized that he had never spoken to me either. Yeah, maybe different reasons, but I understand where you are at least. I mean, I still believe Morden's out there. My people don't, they don't understand. We're wandering aimlessly without his guidance. When Orden says something about that, you know, Morden is still out there. Merrick's going to do a, who boy type of a look like oh you you don't even know man hey orton yes do me a favor roll an insight check 
Okay. Never mind. There we go. <laughs> I missed that. You didn't even realize that somebody else was there. Like the whole time, you didn't. You weren't talking to Merrick. Um, I'm having another one of those conversations in my head. This rock has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that's the oddest rock I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I think Merrick would would just be shaking his head like, "Oh boy, the stories I have for you, you have no idea." In fact, fuck it. You know, Merrick will just will say something like that. Like, you don't, you just, you have no clue. I completely hear what you're saying. You're the first. I, everything I've been saying has been falling on deaf ears for years. And what you've been saying is that Morden's there somewhere, even though Morden is missing, right? Yes. I mean, this is flooring Merrick a little bit, right? Like, of all the people we could be meeting, we haven't seen another soul around. <laughs> and this dwarf comes up to us and happens to be on a quest to try to find the gods, basically, <laughs> in some way. One it's, might say it's divine intervention. Yeah, it's it's a little bit, it's just ludicrous. But it also is, in Merrick's mind, like, gee, like everything is pushing us to this. Everything has been getting us to this point, and it's ridiculous. And I think it's just almost funny at, to Merrick at this point. And your people, and what do they think? And why won't they listen to you? They're convinced that Morden still guides their hand, that he, sure, he's been s- silent, but he's, he's a god. Who are we to question the gods? And you don't think his hand's been involved at all? He's going to look back up to the sky and look back at Merrick and just say, our strength is missing. It's missing on the battlefield. It's missing in the forges. The glory that once was is no longer. Can I just want Merrick to have a, a really good sense of Orden, like and and Orden's genuineness is there is there a role that 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 i could that merrick could do just to sort of i mean you could roll insight just to kind of just to kind of see if things that he's bouncing off you is it seems genuine like he's genuinely conflicted or Or is he crazy right like i'm trying yeah is he just a wandering nut job that's a 20 you're picking up that yeah at least he believes this like he is being genuine about this it's not something he's trying to grift you or there's not uh, there's not some sort of self-serving means to an end, it seems. Okay. I'm toying with an idea that's going to make Corey very uncomfortable. I don't know that I can even hear what you guys are saying. No, you, yeah, you I like to imagine that <laughs> Luna and Corey are like in the back, just like, yo, have you heard of this kind of flower? So rad. Just cool. Dude, <laughs> like you don't even know if that flower has a cousin flower. Shit, dude. Right? So the good conversation is happening in the back. <laughs> right. Clearly. Yeah, totally. I, I like to imagine that they're actually talking about something really mundane. Like, dude, cookies? Do you like cookies? I love cookies. <laughs> so 
Merrick is putting all of this together and just, again, laughing, chuckling about how ridiculous all of this is being and that it's all coming to a head for so many different people in so many different ways that it just, it feels like it's more now not a coincidence, but that there's, there's something in the air or in the water or something like that. Like, it's just ridiculous. It just feels like, okay, this isn't coincidence anymore. Everybody's feeling this emptiness of the gods and here we are on this path of trying to get them back. And he's going to look at, at Orden and just say, what, what if I told you that the gods and Morden were all around for a fact? I mean, you're telling me what I already know. What if I told you that the gods can't quite come back themselves um, and maybe need some help. When you say come back, you're going to lose Orden for a minute. You, you're claiming the gods are here, but they're not? I'm trying to think of how to put it. There's a reason, potentially, that you haven't felt the strength and power from Morden. It's not just that Morden's looking away or not paying attention or being hands off. What if Morden couldn't give you that power and that strength? I would wonder what power exists that could trump that of the gods. There's a lot, a lot of power from a lot of people and a lot of things over the years that, let's just say it can happen. Orden's gonna kind of chuckle at that in a disbelieving sort of way. There is no power greater than the gods. There is no power greater than Morden. What I'm suggesting to you is, <sighs> fuck it. Corey. And Merrick will get Corey's attention if possible and stop them talking about nature. Rude. Yeah, we were having a conversation. Whatever. I'm so sorry. And uh, she'll sort of like briefly like, oh, yeah, and walk over. Yeah. I I assume we're just all sort of traveling, right? We're still, we're all moving or have we stopped? I I kind of assumed we were waiting for you. I thought we were all said we're going, and then you stopped to have a chat, and we're all like, "I thought you were all walking." Yeah, I thought we were just. Are we walking? walking? Yeah, Yeah, I thought we were all just walking, and those two were talking. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to get a a mental image here. Yeah, Merrick would just motion for Corey to come on up. Colin would probably follow. Just sort of like, I want to, I want to be in on the conversation. What's what's Santos doing? Santos would probably kind of move over too because she wants to know what's going on as well. So you're just walking in a ball. Yeah, so we're just, exactly, we're all <laughs> yeah. along together. Okay. Corey, just trust me here. I, sorry to do this to you. Corey, what are you? A Goliath? Sure, sure, sure. What else are you? She's, she's going to look very confused because this is coming out of nowhere for Corey. And she does not know where, like, what your po- point you're trying to make or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I'm also a seeker. Sure. Corey, our new friend here, Orden, he gets the sense that Morden is not really available these days. Maybe a little distant. What do, what do you think about that? Do I know who Morden is? Give me a religion check. Okay. It would be a fairly low one because lots Thank of goodness. Know, yeah. Lots of people know the basic pantheon. Yeah. Yeah, you'd know. You know who Morden cool. is. I would assume that now she's starting to get the point of like what he's doing and she is going to look very aggravated, but there's a new person here, so she's going to keep it kind of to herself. But bear no mind, she is like shooting daggers at Merrick right now. I think he expects it. But I think and he's also a little at his he's just enough. Let's if let's let's embrace this shit. Does he say that? Sure, but he's not. But not being a dick, like he's not like, come on, idiot. He's just like, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, like more like, it's fine. Like this is, if this is our lot and this is what's really happening, then let's embrace it. Go on. I I think you can tell him we've been chatting, and I know where he is with things, and I think it's important for him to understand the system right now. Again, looking looking frustrated and, and exasperated, she's just going to sort of look towards both of them as we're walking, because she doesn't know what you were talking about beforehand, but she knows where it's going. Uh, and she'll just say, I'm not a follower of Morden. I don't know anything about Morden, but I can tell you this. We are on a search, which will hopefully lead to finding more gods and goddesses and like that's all that she wants to contribute to this conversation she feels betrayed and she's going to continue walking forward so Orton is going to immediately pipe up and he's going to say you think the gods are trapped behind the door in the mountains just saying that to everybody uh, right I, I mean because you're you're on this quest. You're looking for the gods, and you're you have this ancient book, strange door in the mountains. Like that's that's all he he yeah. doesn't pick up on the right subtext going on here. Oh, totally. No, yeah. that's that's why I think Merrick was just like, forget the subtext. If we're going to do this, let's do this. But I think he probably feels pretty shitty for putting Corey on the spot. Um, right now, Santo's face kind of looks like I've made a horrible mistake, and I'm cra- traveling <laughs> with a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> and she's going to start, like, slowly following Corey. Like, well, I guess I'll see where this goes. <laughs> Luna's going to watch Corey and Thantos just sort of speed up. No, nope. they'll speed up a little bit just to get on Merrick's other side. Just like, I don't know what their problem is. Hey, sup? <sighs> Merrick is so frustrated right now. I am so frustrated right now. Merrick is... He has, he's had to take this story that he was completely skeptical about anyway... And own it, right? And and for the sake of everybody and Corey and and Theria and Una and and everybody's being cagey about it, including Merrick. And they haven't even told Thantos what's really happening yet. Merrick just doesn't know what how to deal with this, but he's going to have to do something. I, I mean, Orden will ask you the question again. Do you think the 
gods are in the mountain? Kaluna's going to just let out a little... <laughs> you know, just like... If okay. gods are as powerful as everyone says, why would they be locked behind a door? Uh, and they're going to give him that sort of look like, duh. Idiot. Stupid dwarf. Okay, Merrick's going to just uh, yell out of frustration. He's going to yell at everybody, okay, house meeting, house meeting. House. He's going to stop and he's just going to raise his hand until everybody else crowds around him. That's what he wants to happen. I don't know that everybody will. Kaluna's uh, going to look really confused, like, what the fuck is a house meeting? But they're, <laughs> they're going to stop house. and stare at him. Santos um, will just, like, move over, like, okay, whatever. She kind of accepts that Merrick's the leader of the group, so she's like, okay, whatever. He's the Red almost, Power Ranger. Almost like a pouting teenager, She Corey is going to stop, cross her arms, and slowly turn to start walking back towards Merrick. Orton's gonna look really confused and <laughs> start like backing away. Like I guess he assumes this doesn't involve him. No, no. Everybody, crowd around. Let's do this. We're all gonna do this right now. All right, everybody. Orton, have a seat. Here on the wall, we are all one house. <laughs> <laughs> Mute yourself right fucking now. <laughs> See, I went a different way. I, I, I heard him making the, 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 the Rick Grimes speech. Not democracy. Like, I just heard that. Like, I want Merrick to have the cowboy hat. Jason, yeah. what happens? <laughs> no, he's, and he's not, he, again, he's not angry. Merrick's not angry at all. He's just like, no, we, no, we're doing this. Come on. We're going to do it all right now. Everybody, we're going to do it all at once. We're going to get it taken care of. Orden, you're part of this right now, so let's all have a seat. He's going to suggest that everybody get in a in a circle and sit on the ground and cross their legs. Santos is going to do the weird crouchy thing she did earlier. Uh, Kaluna's going to do the little kid sit because Kaluna crossing their legs is uncomfortable. Okay. I was going to say Corey's going to stand because when she's on the ground, it's it's a hassle to get back up. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> person would just shut the fuck up and sit down. Um, Why is this so complicated, guys? Come on. Because we're all special snowflakes. We are. We're all assholes. <laughs> Jason. Merrick's yes, trying so hard. Uh, I would like to make a perception check. This dragon thing is still freaking the heck out of me, and we're mm -hmm. just kind of walking along relatively in the open, so mm -hmm. I'd like to... Oh, okay, there we go. Things look great to you. <laughs> Sweet. Stay the course, Big Chief. I will. Dragon's just breathing down your neck. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> guys. For the record, I imagine we're under a tree, right? Like, we're not fucking stupid doing this in the middle of yeah. field, right? But yeah, I, I think... I know. I think we've, we've all been trying to, like, you know, not yeah, make sure I, that we're not complete open. I'm not the kind of guy who's waiting for you to slip up verbally and take your hand off the chest piece, guys. Just... It's Are okay. you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty lenient. Merrick is trying so hard. <laughs> okay, is everybody paying attention? Everybody's paying attention. Thantos and Orden, you need some information right now. Orden, we've just met you. Thantos, we've relatively just met you, and yet you've agreed to come along with us, and we owe you some answers. And Orden, you just happen to be along for the ride, so enjoy. Who wants to be the one to explain this? 
Kaluna looks excited, like, eh? And Merrick's going to do the thing where, like, Kaluna's raising their hand, and Merrick's going to pretend that he doesn't see it. Like, does anybody here want to explain? And he's going to be one, one gonna more time trying to... smack him upside the head. <laughs> one more time trying to push, uh, to put Corey in a position of, like, you want to explain what's going on. But not, uh, not like, not again, not, not being a jerk, but just more like, come on, let's, let's, let's own this. Corey is is going to purposefully not make eye contact with Merrick and say nothing. Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. And he's going to be talking to everybody, but he's going to especially be saying this for Thantos and to a lesser degree, but also wanting Orden to hear. Here's the story. The gods exist. That's what we're supposed to believe. They exist. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think they did, but now I'm not so sure. The gods exist. And what we're supposed to understand is that they have been trapped. They've been trapped in human or whatever bodies, and they don't even know that they're the gods. Got it? That's step one. That's happened for a long time. They were trapped there by some other people in another way, and it doesn't even really matter about that right now. But that's the case. All right, if we take that as a foundation for all of this, the next step is we've got some trouble. Because the gods aren't around, that's making things a little bit easy for, I don't know, a demon army to take over Theria and to make life living hell or worse for absolutely everybody. Everything would be destroyed. Everything that we know that we love, even ourselves, gone. Do you understand? Orden's going to be kind of wide-eyed at this he he doesn't as crazy as he expected you to view him when he gave his little morden speech he's kind of returning that look to you now like he doesn't <laughs> Thantos is looking from Merrick to Cory to Kaluna then back to Merrick then back to Cory then back to Kaluna just like <laughs> Merrick's like watching people start to get distracted and he's going to be he's he's raising his hand like look at me look at me eyes up here eyes (laughs) up here the thing is we have a chance to be able to stop that demon army from approaching theria and taking over everything how by releasing the gods and letting them know who they are again and releasing them from these corporeal prisons that they've been stuck in for hundreds of thousands of years. Got it? So we're on a quest right now. Me, Kaluna, Corey, we know what we're doing and we're doing this for everybody. We've got to find the ways to be able to stop this army. We've got to be able to find ways to bring people back that deserve, and he's going to put, he's going to do air quotes to be back. Okay. So is that basically the story? And he's going to look at Corey. Anything else you want to add? She'll look surprised and she'll just, she'll nod and say, that seems about it. Merrick's going to keep staring at Corey and for a few seconds until he realizes that that's going to be it. And there's not going to be any other forthcoming information from Corey. And look back at Thentos and say, that's what you signed up for. That's why we're headed into the mountains. We're trying to find information. We're trying to find everything we can possibly find out about the demons themselves and how to stop this from happening. This is our first step. It's the first 
thing we even have to work with. So that's why you're here. Are you okay with that? Santos is going to kind of like fall back like now she is fully sitting and she'll shrug. Look, I'll hit whatever you want me to hit, but I'm not gonna be religious or anything. So, <sighs> yeah, Kalina's gonna smile just sort of like, yep, works for me. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't give a shit about the gods. I don't know that they're gods, and he's gonna look whenever he says that, he's gonna look at Corey. I don't give a shit about them. I, if if they are something, then there's something that's not beyond our comprehension. They're magical. They're powerful. I get it. There's a lot of people who are magical and powerful. Maybe they're the most magical and powerful people. I can buy into that. Not much more than that. But I do know this. If that is what gets us to stop hell on Theria, then that's what we have to do. So... I don't need you to be religious. I'm not even sure I'm religious and I'm a fucking cleric. So don't worry about it. I just need you to hit and I just need you to stay with us. Is that okay? Phantos will nod. Great. Orton's going to be giving you a look right now. You're counting on this little girl to hit things for you. Kalina's going to look offended on Phantos' behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we have a party of healers. We have a party of people who can blend in with nature. We've got a little bit of firepower, but she's the best we could find. But she's a child. She's an extremely powerful child with extraordinary abilities. She blew up a troll. She blew up a troll. She blew up a troll. (laughs) Yes. And Kalina's going to look kind of irritated like that's what we fucking said. Thank you for not mentioning that she blew up herself, too. That was very nice. <laughs> Kaluna, that was, that was Merrick's whole point, by the way, right? While they're defending her, Santos is going to stand up. And if nobody stops me, she's going to walk over a tree and her hands are already lighting up. Like, she's going to show him if no one w- stops would her. Kaluna, would Kaluna notice? <laughs> I mean, I imagine... I would say everyone would pretty much notice. I, I mean... If you're just if you were in a group and you were all looking at each other and then and then she stands up and walks away, I think everybody would notice. Plus the glowing. That helps. Yeah, Kaluna would sort of start to jump up and sort of end up in a weird, awkward crouch and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Not the tree. And they're going to sort of like point at their arm, like, that's rude. <laughs> She's not really paying attention. She's she was very visibly angry at first, and then he went on, and now she just wants to show him. And she's not the smartest. Uh, she doesn't think about, like, what this could possibly mean. But if no one stops her, she is going to wail on a tree right now. Just, I mean, Kaluna's not getting in the way of those fists. Let's be real here. Merrick doesn't know what the intention is here, but it seems hasty. So I think he would probably stand up, you know, like... Or no, he's, is, is he sitting? I can't remember if he actually did with it since nobody else did or not. I guess he was sort of sitting or standing or whatever. But yeah, he would sort of be at attention like, well, okay, um, what, 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 what's happening? And then let it happen as long as it didn't seem un- completely unsafe. All right, Jason, I would like to force punch a nearby tree. Well, since the tree has no armor and isn't going to try and dodge or, or anything. Coup de gras. <laughs> 
I'm going to say that you do max damage on the tree. And Fuck yeah. Are... So, again, this windy road is sort of taking you around this gorgeous scenic spot. And there's this gorgeous spot where it sort of takes you around this large bend and Umineiro is in the distance, and it's, it's, it's really nice. And along that way, the entire path is dotted with trees, and uh, it's, it's, it's fairly shady. I would say Thantos walks up to one of these slightly larger trees and just blows out a good chunk with one single punch. And the base of this tree is wider, obviously, than, than her stance. So this is, this is pretty damn impressive. It would take someone with an axe you know, a while to hack down something like this. So I would say this is in full view of the entire party. Going to blow a large chunk of it out, leaving a small sliver of the tree. And the tree is going to slowly fall over. And you're going to hear it crack and, and, and splinter. Um, bits and pieces of the tree like shrapnel are going to fly out the other side of it as that's going on and the tree is going to fall harmlessly away from the road but she's going to take down this tree with one punch I'd say afterward it, like it, it's clear that that took something out of her Orton's going to let out this huge belly laugh and just turn back to Merrick and say you expect her to punch things for you and he's just got the biggest grin on his face right now. Can I roll to see how old that tree was? <laughs> <laughs> do me do me a favor, roll a nature check. Now I get good rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at home, that's a 33. You're going to say that based on based on the size of that tree, that tree was probably a couple of hundred years old, somewhere in there. Luna's going to sort of mouth agape. They're going to stare at the tree. And then they're going to look over at Thantos. <laughs> they were so old. Thantos, like, um, when she was done punching, she kind of kept her arm extended until the tree fully fell. And then once it was on the ground, she kind of takes a deep breath, gathers herself because she doesn't want to turn around looking weak. And then she's just going to turn around and glare daggers at this dwarf fuck you and then she's going to start walking again as soon as she turns around Orden's gonna kind of raise his spear to his forehead and give this little salute like I see you I respect that and he's gonna laugh once again that, that big belly laugh when you swear at him and walk away can Kalina collect some of the shards from the tree? <laughs> you sure can. Okay. I think uh. at this point, um, Corey's going to sort of, like, get out of her, her slumped over annoyed state. And she'll say, okay, so we're all caught up. Everybody's shown off a little bit. Can we please continue to where we need to go? And obviously she's still aggravated but she's trying to just put it aside. Warden's going to walk away from the group uh, for just a moment. Not far. Jason, you said that Umanero was actually visible in the distance. Oh, yeah. So he's going to take just a couple steps off in that direction and gaze up at the city. He's going to be looking once again inside. He's going to shake his head. He's going to turn back to the party, primarily to Merrick, and say... You really think your path is going to lead to the gods? 
So after all that posturing by Merrick and, and, you know, aggravation, I think he's going to slump a little bit. His shoulders are going to sort of slump. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I know that if this is what's real, if this is the true story, then we don't have a choice. And as far as I can tell, we have the best lead there is. And we have the best chances of anybody. And he's going to point at Uman Euro and say, do you actually think you're going to get answers there? You'll get answers, but do you think you're going to get the answers you're looking for? It was my best lead. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not so convinced it is now, though. What are you suggesting? And at that, he's just going to slam his spear against his shield and say, I'd like to see what the small one can do in battle. Is everybody sort of aware of all this? Can everybody hear this? I imagine Kaluna would have stuck nearby. And I'm not being quiet about it. Yeah. Merrick's going to look back at everybody sort of in turn and, first of all, just see what they're doing and how how they're reacting to that. Santos was, like, walking away, but then when no one came with her, she probably stopped and turned around. And when she hears what he said, like, she's going to noticeably be a little bit less upset. Like, not a lot less upset. But, like, oh... Fine, fuck you, but cool. Kalina's still sad about the tree, but they do, their eyes sort of light up a little bit when he sort of bangs the shield. Is Cory still mad? Cory looks visibly impatient. Well, yeah. Like, if she, if, if she had, like, a swatch on, she would be staring at it and just being one of those annoying people that is just constantly looking at it. They told us it would be a 40-minute wait before we got our table. Or, I'm sorry, in this... 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, this generation. She would be pulling out her iPhone to check the time every five or so minutes. I I'm think sorry. it should be canon that, that Corey has a swatch. They, I was about to say, did you say swatch or watch? I did. I was watch. trying to think of any type of, of watch, and I had Rolex, and I was like, oh, come on, Corey's not a Rolex kind of girl. I think girl. swatch makes perfect So sense. I pulled out swatch. I want to like hug swatches. you. Like, that was yeah. such a, like... <laughs> I have no idea what a swatch is. Oh, my God. What? Oh, it's so really? 80s. Like, that's so 80s. <laughs> that's wow. so 80s. I was going to do it, too. <laughs> You can tell we're all from different generations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Merrick's going to... No, I guess we haven't even really talked about it. I guess you're clearly a Kingsguard, right? I'm a knight. So you've got some power behind your, you uh, yourself, right? And he... So Orden's going to pause for just a second, and he's fighting back the urge to reply... <laughs> the way he wants to. And I know that's vague. I'm sorry. Orden's going to say, I have enough power to handle what's coming. And if we can find the gods, eventually we'll be able to handle anything. Well, you have confidence. Merrick's going to lift up his hand again and say, house meeting, house meeting, <laughs> house meeting. Luna will take two steps to enter the circle formation. That's <laughs> Phantos is going to huff and whenever she uses her powers, her hair usually gets in her face and she never bothers to like push it aside. So she kind of does like the Meg thing of blowing hair out of her face and then she'll come over. Corey, 
she will follow suit and take two steps just to please Merrick. <laughs> He'll say, house meeting. <laughs> Orden, give us a second. Do you mind? No. And- <laughs> You're not in our house anymore. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> not in my house! And I'll wander up the road the direction we've been traveling a little ways. Okay. We we have an offer on the table but we need to take a vote or agree or voice our opinions. We certainly could use some more firepower and it's clear that we have some common alignments. What do you think? Kaluna will sort of lean out of the circle. He'll call over. How many hits can you take? Orden's gonna look back and I guess there's a confused look and say I've never found enough to drop me. Okay, they'll, they'll just dismissively just go back into the circle and they'll say, works for us. Phantos, do you have a problem with him? Phantos will pause for a second. Like, she feels like she should have a problem, but she's kind of over it, so she'll just shake her head. Corey? Corey will take a minute, obviously not feeling... Like, she should give her opinion. She She's not sure that it is necessarily valued in the group anymore. And she'll just sort of, like, hastily, he seems fine. There's no pressure, but we could use all the help we can get. Okay, well, unless there's any objection, I, I feel like we should ask him to join. Certainly won't hurt in the mountains to have a dwarf, I can tell you that. Kaluna will grin at him, like, hey! Uh, okay, so... Merrick's going to look at Corey. Merrick, Merrick feels awful, but he's also trying to, like I said earlier, like enough dancing around this. If we're, if, you know, Merrick's having to sort of own it himself and, and get on board with all of it. So he wants everybody else to do it too, but he feels awful. He feels like he's hurt some feelings, but he's just going to have to suck it up for now. So he's going to say, okay, well, we've got some more firepower. Not that we didn't have enough, and he's going to look at Thantos and be like, seriously, you don't understand. Your power is beyond comprehension. But we could certainly take somebody who can take some hits, too. Thantos will just nod. Like, she she realizes, like, she wanted um, the Warforged to join, too. She's like, I can't take hits. I need someone who can. And he looks like he can. Plus, he has a shield. That's cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a dwarven shield carrying a shield. Merrick's going to make his way, you know, catch up with Orden. You know, I'm assuming everybody's sort of making their way now, like we're we're heading along where we need to be headed. Um, but he's going to head up to Orden and say, like, look, if you feel like we're your best option, we'd love to have you on board. I had no desire to go to the city anyway. I don't know anything about this demon army. I don't believe everything you've been saying, but I believe that you have knowledge. I believe that you have a direction, and I think our paths are going in the same direction. 
I feel like coming along would be good. Warden, let me let you in on a little secret. I'm not sure I believe all the stuff that I said either. So we're in the same boat. But like I said, if any of this is true, then we don't really have a choice but to take it seriously. So I think we're all in alignment. We're going to find those doors. That's our next step. And that means we don't have to go to a floating cesspool of a city to to find answers. So let's head west. Sounds good. The journey west. <laughs> All right. So it's still it's still pretty early in the day. You guys got uh, a crazy early start considering you, you didn't sleep all that much. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick things up. This is, God, this is even before noon. You guys are making great time and you're going to, uh, you're going to wrap around and start to venture away from Mumniro. And eventually you're going to leave the path. Can, while, while we're going, can Kaluna whittle something from the chunks of wood? Seems cruel, but sure. Oh, yeah, Listen, killing it's already it is dead. wrong, but okay, carving okay. up its dead body to make a pretty little ornament, that's cool. It's already dead. It's just using what's there. Not being wasteful. That's like me being a vegetarian and then saying, but I'll eat dead meat. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm a veget. I don't, I mean, animals and vegetarian stuff, but I mean, I'll have a steak, right? I mean, it's already dead. <laughs> you know. I'm not you an mean, idiot. You don't like tackle animals and just rip the meat off of them? That's not how you guys do it? That's how I met my wife. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I thought it would be. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm sitting here thinking I'm glad she survived. Like, <laughs> Were you hunting in a field together? Or yeah. Are you a ghoul? <laughs> Kaluna is going to carve a pig and offer it to Corey. <laughs> Wait, special guy. <laughs> A pig like oink oink an, or an a pig, pig like your pet? <laughs> an actual pig. Well, I think I I kind of wanted to make it so Corey was ahead of the group. Sort of like scoping things out beforehand, nature rolls or whatever since we're in the mountains. And at the same time getting away from Merrick. So she's sort of like on her own but in they'll front just, of the group. They'll hold on to it then. They'll just give it to me later. Yeah. Yay. Actually, Corey, do me a favor. Roll a nature check. Oh, guys, my rolls have been so good tonight. I'm feeling feeling pretty great about this one. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's pretty good. Three. Yeah, that's two threes right there. Boom, boom. They look like little butts. Or boobs. Let's be... <laughs> No, one's bigger than the other. It's a butt. Could be lopsided what? boobs. Wait, and what? What? <laughs> usually... So, isn't that more boobs I see than it. butt? <laughs> yeah. Boobs are more frequently lopsided than yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be, like, you know, like, sometimes you stand a certain way, so, like, one half of your butt is, like, flexed yeah, that's differently. Yeah, I, I guys. Guys, I love you all. Got you. Please. <laughs> but please. Hey. Okay. I feel like the dragon's coming back. So Corey is actually gonna is gonna be scouting ahead and the, the within within eyeline of the rest of the party, actually, and they're gonna they're gonna be following her. And 
she is from memory going to take into account what what Orden said about this having to be somewhere low, the pictures that were drawn in the book, uh, and just the general landscape. And from that, Corey is going to extrapolate the best chances for this group finding this set of doors. And hours are going to pass, like hours and hours. And I would imagine there's general chit-chat going on within the group. There's going to be maybe a break here or there to grab a drink of water, to stop. But hours are going to pass. You know what? Orden, do me a favor, roll a flat d20 for me. Oh, gosh. This is your first one. Ooh. Ooh. Good job, kid. I have been consistent today. (laughs) Well, that's a two, everyone at home. And I want you to remember that. We're going to pocket that for just a little bit. Let's pocket that. (laughs) Thanks, Jason. You're so kind. Hey, anytime. Hours are going to pass. And most of the day, most of the day is gone. And a couple of dead ends have been reached this valley sort of you're you're finding uh, you're following this winding river and there's a couple of spots where uh, it looks like these doors could have been but it just it just didn't quite pan out like the area the area looks like it'd be right but it just it, it didn't pan out to be there and getting away from this river uh, there's going to be this this sort of sheer path that leads in between two mountains and Corey is going to lead the group there. And the sun is going to start to dip in the sky as you have spent the entire day searching. But I would like the entire party to do me a favor and roll a perception check for me. Look at that, another four, Ooh. ladies and gents. That's like your... Fourth four. Twinsies. (laughs) Twinsies. The worst possible kind of twinsies. (laughs) The incestuous twinsies with the fucked up heads. I don't... Okay. Why are you looking at the four? With the wrong shaped faces. Corey's going to be the first to spot this. And uh, this pathway is going to go on for a while. And and just about the point where she figures that this is another dead end and it's time to turn around... These massive doors are going to come into view. And they appear to be reinforced iron. These things are huge. They tower. They tower above the party. But there's an addition to the doors that is not in the drawing from the book. And as the party starts filtering in behind Corey, they're all going to see it. There is a massive bar that is braced on the outside of the door that appears to be sealing it shut. And guys, I think that's probably a pretty good time for us to stop for the night. No! Cool! Nice. This is super damn it. I can't wait for that too next session once we've forgotten about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry though, I won't forget about it. Hold on, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget either. Hello everyone, Eric here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I certainly hope you enjoyed it, but there's still a lot left you can do. Head on over to our forums located on our website at dnrpodcast.com. Check out the wiki while you're there. 
Keep yourself up to date by following us on Facebook at Dungeons and Randomness, as well as on Twitter at DNR Podcast. Most importantly, if you enjoy the show and want to help us keep things going, please head on over to Patreon and support at patreon.com slash DNR. And as a way of showing our thanks, you'll get a ton of exclusive content every month. Have comments? Thoughts? Send them directly to us at dnrpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you haven't yet made it to iTunes to give us that five-star review, we'd be extremely grateful if you did so today. It's a small thing you can do that really helps us out. Thanks again, and until next time, take care.